Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Joe McCall here with Wholesaling Lease Options and the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And I got a special guest on today's podcast, Shanika Lane. And Shanika was on one of my live broadcasts a couple months ago. Shanika, is that right? That's right. Yeah. And she was telling me about this really cool deal she did um, that was a hybrid of a lease option and a subject two, I believe. That's and right. so I said, let's talk about that deal because it was really cool. And uh, Shanika, you're, are you a realtor, Shanika? I am not. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. Because I, I, I saw your email address and I misunderstood. That. But um, here's the cool thing, guys. I want to just make a couple of announcements here real quick, okay? I also wanted to tell you my uh, this podcast is brought to you by my book, <laughs> Wholesaling Lease Options. You can get this book for free at wlobook.com, wlobook.com. It's a free book that I wrote on how to flip lease options. And it's one of the easiest ways to get started in real estate today. And this book, it's really good, solid information. And uh, it's no fluff. You can look at the words even. And it's like, I worked so hard on this book, Shanika. I spent like months on it. Yeah. And I was all excited about it. And I got it printed and I got it delivered. And it's only like a quarter of an inch thick. <laughs> I was so bummed. <laughs> but but uh, you can read it. You can read it in three or four hours. And it's, yeah. but it is solid, full of information. Go to wlobook.com, get it for free, and just pay shipping and handling to get it to you. Okay. So um, let's get on the show. Uh, Shanika, I um, hope I'm pronouncing your name right. You are. So, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you this morning? Nice. Where do you live? I'm in North Carolina. North Carolina. Cool. Mm -hmm. And um, we were, you were on watching one of my previous coaching calls or Facebook lives or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about this really cool deal that you did. How much did you make on this deal? $25,000. $25,000. All right. So I asked you, I said, Hey, can I get you on the podcast? Can we talk about it? Thanks for reminding me, by the way, I asked you to send me an email and you did. I really appreciate it. So talk about this deal. Uh, well, first, actually talk a little bit about yourself. What do you do right now? Uh, do you do real estate full-time? Do you have a job or? Yes. No, I'm, I'm full-time. I'm a full-time mom first, full-time awesome. mom and wife. I should Good say. for you. And I Which do. is harder, by the way, being a wife or being a mother? A wife. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> come on. That's not true. It is. <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I do... Um, I say I do it full time, but really I only have about two, maybe three hours a day to dedicate to my wholesaling business. So okay. with being a full time mom and wife, I have five children. So, um, Oh, good for you. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. But I stay home. So I and it's harder home. to be a wife than a mother of five kids. Yeah. And ho I, it's harder to be a wife than a mother of five children and wholesaling full time. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Okay. So uh, you, you're busy. Very extremely. Yes. You're very busy. All right. Yes. So um, you just do real estate on the side. Is that like your, your main source of income? For me, it, I mean, my husband is uh, still works full time. Right. Um, hopefully we'll be firing his boss this year. 
Um, that's nice. the goal. But yes, this is what I do full time. By the way, I can't get off of this. What would your husband say is harder, being a dad or being a husband? Um, a husband. No. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Marriage is hard work, man. It is. But so is right. being a parent. And God bless you for having five kids yeah. and keeping your head on straight. Yeah. Okay. So what uh, what kind of marketing do you do for your deals? So um, my first deal and this one that, that we're going to talk about came from Bandit Signs. Nice. I haven't done those consistently. Um, right now, I'm more so focused on driving for dollar leads. Okay, good. And cold calling. Driving for dollars and then cold calling the driving for dollars? Mm-hmm. Nice. So... Um, what kind of, are you using an app for that or? I do. I use deal machine app. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you send the postcard or do you just cold call them? Both. So if I can't get a hit um, with the cold call, I'll send a postcard. Okay. Good. Yeah, but good. I cold call first. I've heard, I've never done driving for dollars. I've, I've hired other people to do it yeah. for me, but uh, you do it yourself then? I do it myself. I also have a team of deal finders. I have about okay. um, 190 deal finders on my team right now. Oh, good for you. Wow. Yeah. And I'll be um, adding on some more later this week. And I'm partnering with someone and we're really going to um, crank it up. Nice. Yeah. So um, the driving for dollars, when you do it yourself, um, how do you figure out where to go and what neighborhoods to drive? And how do you keep track of all of that? There's actually... Um, there's an app. It's on my phone, so I can't see it right now because I'm using okay. my phone. Well, the, the app for doing the driving for dollars, it's called Deal Machine, right? Deal Machine app, yeah. And I believe Deal you can track it in there, too, but I use an external app because they just updated Deal Machine app, and I haven't um, gotten it fu fully yet down yeah, yet, okay. the new upgrades, so I still use the other app. For Good. So Deal Machine, will, will they'll do the skip tracing for you, too, give you the owner's name and, the, and their yeah. phone number? Yes, they will. Nice. Okay. Yes, they will. And then you can mail them a postcard right from the app. That's right. With a picture of wow, the property. Cool. So I really, I really like that feature. Um, I think it converts a lot better than just a typical uh, yellow letter. Yeah. Or some other type of postcard. Yeah. So I really like the machine app. So how many leads a week or a month do you get on average from driving for dollars? Any given time that I go out, so I can spend an hour, no more than two driving for dollars. And I may only go out once or twice a week and I can get no less than 60 to 100 leads. Driving That's amazing. Dollars. Yeah. And then, of course, I have my, my team of deal finders and I get about 400 leads a month with them. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. So the cold calling, do you do that yourself or do you hire an outsource? VA I to do. do that? I do the cold calling myself. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I work in my business uh, full time and I'm actually about to outsource some of these things. So shout out to Antoine Campbell because um, he has a VA service and he's going to be helping me to get some VAs trained up so I can start to outsource a lot of this stuff nice. and really start to scale my business. Antoine Campbell. Mm -hmm. So does he have a website or a business name? He does. And I'll leave that in the chat too. Okay. Someone, um, I shared this on my page. So I know a lot of people who are watching from my page, they know Antoine. So if one of you guys can yeah. put it in the chat, that'd be great. Yeah. So we're always looking for good recommendations of apps, of VA services or marketing and stuff like that. So do you know about percentage of like how many driving for dollar leads you need to get a deal? I do not. Um, and 
I apologize to the audience. I was actually on a on a podcast last week with REI Black Book, and one of the audience members asked me about my KPIs. And I, you know, I'm I'm very upfront and honest. I don't track my KPIs just yet because I'm so like in my business. But as yeah. soon as I start outsourcing some of this um, stuff that I'm doing, I can start to track my KPIs. So I don't have that, unfortunately. But um, I close a- on average about two deals a month. Nice. Here's a quick piece of advice for you and everybody out there. Get a VA to track yep. your KPIs for you. You know, everybody should have a marketing plan or a scorecard and a scorecard and uh, get a VA to update that for you. You know, the VA can track how many outbound calls yeah. and use that same VA, by the way, to update your CRM for you. What, what CRM do you use, Shanika? REI Black Book. Ah, cool. You know, I was just hanging out with Damon the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he lives here in St. Louis. Good guy, good company. Yes. I, I like them a lot. What is your budget for Deal Machine? How much do you spend about a month for that? Well, the actual app, I have the 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 um, I think it's the Legacy plan. Okay. Because I have the team of Deal Finders, um, okay. and all of them are signed up under my account. So whenever they input properties, I can send their postcards too on the properties that they input. So um, I pay one ninety nine for that. And then, like I said, I only push, I only put out the postcards to the ones that I don't get a hit with as far as a phone number. So I only send out on average about 50 to 75 postcards. Okay. And that's really not enough. I should be doing more than that. Well, do, 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 you're doing two deals a month though. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. But I, I should, re- but they, they advise to send about 200 postcards a month. Okay. So. I should be doing about double what I'm doing right now. Okay. All right. So um, what other type of marketing are you doing? So that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Come on. This is so easy. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be complicated and hard. No, that's you're driving it. for dollars and you're calling sellers. That's, yeah, it. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. That's awesome. That's it. Okay. So let's talk about this deal, Shanika. Uh, how'd you find this deal? Driving for dollars? No, this one actually came from a bandit sign. Okay, cool. So, yeah, this one came from a bandit sign. So, and it actually, it took a while to close this deal. So, I'll kind of explain the process from the, from yeah, the yeah. start. Please so, um, this came from my first round of bandit signs. I've only did two rounds of bandit signs since I started, which I started last. I got my first deal last August. I started in July of last year. So, coming up on a, on a year. So, um, I got a call on the bandit sign and I went to go visit the seller and he said that he had a uh, you know a couple other people that had, that he had reached out to you know everybody has you know he called everybody who had bandit signs and so you know i'm again i took sean terry's training so he says you know lock the deal up on the appointment when you go so yeah, that's what i was yeah. attempting to do so he wouldn't sign my contract because he said that he had another um buyer i'm sure it was another wholesaler coming by that same day so I called the next day to follow up with him and he said that the other person didn't show up. So I said, okay, well, you know, since they didn't show up, you know, let's get our contracts. And he said, well, I'm going to give him a chance because he was talking, you know, because I I had my contract with him. So I had my offer. He had my offer. He said the other person had offered more on the phone. I said, well, you know, um, they didn't show up. So are you going to go with the person who was a no call, no show or someone who's here ready to, you know, make the deal happen? You know? Yeah. So long story short, um, he ended up signing with me, got the property under contract. I sent it to 
to my uh, closing attorney. And By the way, I want to highlight something here, what you're saying, Shanika. Uh, you're doing something that your competition is not doing, when the, especially with bandit signs. You're actually answering the phone. I answer or if my they, phone, yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. Or if they call you and it goes to voicemail, you call them right back, right? Yes. It's, well, I have my, my numbers coming straight to my phone. So when they call, I yes. know it's a bandit sign call, I answer my phone. You guys, if you if you get anything out of this podcast or anything that I ever teach on how to do more deals, number one, answer the phone. Yes. It's it's not that complicated. You know, people complicate it all the time, but it's like fundamentals 101. Mm -hmm. uh, I was interviewing a kid who was 18 years old, Shanika, and um, he, we did a podcast called From Bags to Riches because mm. he used to bag groceries at a grocery store. Yeah. And he didn't know any better. So he did bandit signs and he put his cell phone number on the bandit signs. All right. And he would answer the phones whenever they would come in. And uh, he didn't have any money for uh, skip tracing services. So when he would drive for dollars, he would just go to the Google and search for that address and keep on yeah. digging and all the free sources he could find till he found yeah. somebody's phone number and would call them. And within like, I think I wish I could remember it was a few years ago. I did this podcast. It's called from bags to riches. You guys yeah. should look it up. Um, he, uh, he did like 50 something thousand dollars wow. in a very competitive Florida market wow. just because answering his phone. And he was an yeah. 18 year old kid. Wow. Yeah. I tell, I tell everybody to the same thing to answer the phone because, um, a lot. And even with me with, you know, I have children. So even when a call comes in, I run outside on the porch, you know, real quick to take the phone call. So my children are, you know, screaming and everything in the background. I should run outside yeah. on the porch and take the call. You know? Yeah, that's I mean, <laughs> hands down, that's the most important part of this, because you're spending all this money and resources and time on marketing. Why wouldn't you answer the phone? It's like people are afraid of it. They think it's a cactus or something like that. Yeah, but you make your money on the phone. I, I just wanted to emphasize that because you it sounds to me like you've understood that and you figured it out. And Absolutely. that's why you're able to do an average of two deals a month Absolutely. with just a, a, a limited amount of marketing you're doing with driving for dollars. That's, awesome. that's right. Okay, cool. So this seller um, yeah. was talking to you, having a hard time reaching some the other wholesalers that they were calling. Um, and so tell me about a little bit more about the situation. What was so wrong with the house? Ended up happening, um, what ended up happening after I got title back, it, uh, the property had liens on it. So I was intending on just, you know, making it a typical wholesale deal. So the um, it came back, it had liens on it. And to be honest, um, at first, I kind of let it go once it came back that when it had liens on it, because I didn't know any other strategies at the time. I was still in the learning process because, like I said, I started in July. I got my first deal in August, and this call came in around the 1st of September. So I'm still in the learning process. So yeah. I'm, while I'm still learning, I come across your course, um, you know, lease options, and I'm also studying um, different strategies. So I come across um, your your course as well as another um, strategy that Sean Terry teaches about subject two. Yeah, it's called um, down payment arbitrage, right? Yeah. So, so I'm um, I'm studying, you know, still trying to learn additional, you know, closing strategies. And so, in the meantime, I'm still talking to the seller and I'm letting them know, you know, it has liens. I don't know exactly um, what to do at the time, you know, as I'm when I'm initially talking to them. And then also a major breakthrough is I attend one of my local RIAs. So I attend one of my local RIAs and one of the baddest attorneys in our city. 
um, is there. And uh, I go and I, you know, pull him to the side after the um, talk is over. And I'm talking to him about this deal. And, you know, he's, he's talking me through and giving me some some advice and some pointers and things like that. So I take what he's saying and I take what I'm learning in, in these two courses, your course and the down payment arbitrage. So what I kind of do is I figure out a way how I can merge the two together. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. So the seller had he had three liens on the property. One was the actual mortgage and two of them were credit card liens, which I didn't even know you can put a lien on a property for credit cards. But he had By the way, let me let me give you a tip to y'all out there. On some county websites, you can go in and see when in the court records when judgments or liens are filed on people. And I forget which county it was. I was doing this with a coaching client. And uh, we were going into their county courthouse records and we were finding judgments that were filed against people for credit cards from Target credit card, from Sears or whatever for 500 bucks, a thousand bucks. So do you think there might be some motivation? And if you could go into court records in your county and find people who are getting judgments on uncollected credit cards, even utility bills, you can send them letters, skip trace them, call them, see if they want to sell their house. So on the court records, you could see the address of where they lived. Yeah. As well. Anyway. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Good tip. Good tip for. And you know, also uh, PropStream. If anybody has PropStream, yeah, um, you can go check it out. PropStreamJoe.com. But there's a. You can go to a zip code, and there's a feature to search for liens. Yeah. Right there as well. Cool. All right. You know, I have that, and I don't use it. Oh. <laughs> but I will start. <laughs> it's good. You can get um, liens. You can get vacant houses, and. Yeah. Um, High equity, free and clear, cash buyers. It's a great yeah. place to get lists and and detailed details on properties themselves. You can see yeah. the mortgage history, the transaction history, and yeah. if there's any liens on a property and stuff. So yeah, anybody go check out for the, um, for the comps. Oh yeah, it's great. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys the link here because I really like it. I use it a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you use my link, propstreamjoe.com, they will let you download more leads per day if you use propstreamjoe.com anyway okay. all right so back to this deal you you were mm-hmm. th- talking about uh finding a way to combine the lease option and the subject to strategy can you talk a little bit about yes. the numbers again like what was okay. the house worth what were the total okay. of the liens yes so um the arv on the house was um eighty nine thousand. i initially offered twenty five thousand, and we end up um agreeing on 28 on 28,000. The house was in um, pretty good condition. Um, what happened was the seller's wife had passed away and he wanted absolutely nothing to do with the property. He moved to another house that wasn't actually far away from this house. He left everything in there. He didn't want anything, the pictures. He didn't want anything. And I had a hard time with, with this one because, like I said, it was, it was you know, pictures and, you know, just... really sentimental stuff so i put all of that stuff in a box because even though he said he didn't want it i didn't feel comfortable throwing it away so i put it all in the box for him that's nice and I, yeah. I put all the pictures and stuff that i found in, in the house and stuff so yeah the arv was um 89 uh got it for 28 cool and the liens the the mortgage lien was fifty thousand, and the two credit cards i think they totaled seventeen thousand. okay so um in talking to him he said that he had paid the mortgage off and that that was erroneous. So um, my attorney said that he needed to get a statement from the bank and stating that, and we can get that one off. 
So um, it took a little while, but eventually we got the statement from the bank and it was in fact paid off. So we got that lien cleared off. Oh, cool. Lien. Yeah. So there was only $17,000 of liens now. Yes. $17,000 of liens left. So I started actually marketing the property um, as a owner um, to owner finance the, the okay. lease, per, you know, lease option, the house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I started marketing it that way. So what, um, my attorney and I, what we came up with, and um, we came up with acquiring, because it didn't have a mortgage on it, and typically when you acquire property subject to, you acquire it subject to the existing mortgage on the property. Yeah. It didn't have a prop. It didn't have a mortgage, so we, um, I acquired it subject to the existing lien yeah. on the property. And so my attorney kind of struggled with that a little bit because, you know, he's like, you know, I want to make sure that I'm covering, you know, that you're covered because... At the end of the term with the with the uh, tenant buyer, I have to be able to convey clear title. So those liens have to be paid off. Yeah. So the way we actually struck, and this is, you know, please check with your attorneys in your yeah. particular yeah. area. But the way we structured it was that um, I acquired it subject to the existing lien. And we put a, a clause in the contract that if the seller, the seller still supposed to be paying down his credit card. So if the seller hasn't paid down this credit card, we're going to deduct the seventeen thousand mm -hmm. from the twenty eight that we have contracted with him. Yeah. So I won't, you know, owe him the twenty eight. I owe him the twenty eight minus the existing lien. Yeah. So you'd give him eleven thousand dollars instead of twenty eight thousand dollars if he has not paid it off by the time you actually buy it. How how long is your initial term? Three years. Three years. Good. So my tenant buyer is. Um, she is there Well, her and her husband. They're um, leasing it for three years. And at the end of the three year term, they will, in fact, own the property. And I I sold it to them for forty nine thousand. Oh, that's a good deal. What What's your monthly rent on that? It is. Um, she pays five sixty five. OK. Did she put any money down? She put the twenty five thousand dollars down. So that was my down Be payment. Twenty five thousand, and that goes yeah. into Hip Pocket National Bank, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to give the seller anything of that, do you? Nope. I'm sure you probably had some closing costs with the attorney, right? I did. I did. I did okay. have closing costs, and I I agreed um, with the seller to pay those. Uh, I paid those closing costs. Typically, I push that all over to my end buyer, but because she cleaned, she agreed to clean the house. I didn't have to pay to get it cleaned out, because like I said, it was a it was a um, the home was, it was 1,300 square feet up top, three bedroom, one and a half bath up top, but it had a full finished basement. And so it was a total 2,600 square feet house and it was packed full, the whole house. Wow. So I'm not sure how much it would have cost me to clean that out because I've never had to do it just yet. Oh, but So you didn't clean it out? No, she kept, she cleaned it out. So you, you sold it as is, which is fantastic. Yeah. Because that's why it was discounted 98 or four. It's worth, uh, what'd you say? $89,000 fixed up. Yeah. You sold it as is mm -hmm. for $49,000. Yeah. And you didn't put in, you went in and took the pictures. Like you took them, boxed them up and that was all the work you did inside of it. That's it. Oh, this is why I love creative <laughs> real estate investing because yeah. you can buy houses with nothing down and, and you don't have to do why you mention that because I initially had agreed to give the seller some money down 
But my attorney advised against that because he had to lean. So I got the house with no money down. (laughs) No money down. You didn't put any of your own money or even sweat equity into fixing the house up. You sold it as a lease option to a tenant buyer. So they now have three years yep. to buy it. Um, are you keeping that rent every month? Yes. Now there's um, there's taxes and insurance that you're paying, right? Yes. Well, the seller, um, she has um, insurance and then we have insurance. But actually, um, yeah. no, she pays the, the taxes. She, okay, the seller pays the taxes. Yeah. Oh, no, the tenant buyer. Yeah. Okay, the tenant buyer pays the taxes. Okay, good. Tenant buyer pays the taxes, but um, we do have insurance. So you're getting like 400 a month in cash flow on this thing too. Um, it's more than that because our insurance is only um, four. It was only like 400 and some odd dollars for the year. Oh, jeez, I love that. So isn't this cool? I mean, um, and you got somebody in there who's taking care of the home. Like, yes. it's not just a regular tenant no. who's going to call you every time the faucet leaks. No, it's somebody that has some pride of home ownership. They're trying to buy it. They're taking care of it. They do. And they, they are fixing it. Um, They're fixing it up themselves and they don't call me at all. <laughs> That's amazing. That is so cool. And it's in a good area. It's a, it's a nice part of town. Good blue collar area. area. It's not the top, you know, it's not the top yeah. of the market. It's no, but it's a good quiet area. She felt very, you know, safe and comfortable there. And actually she's, um, they're bringing in their, one of their in-laws to live in the basement part of it. Nice. Yeah. I love how you had an attorney help you with this, right? They helped you close on that deal. You know, some people get afraid or like some people they'll, they'll go and talk to a couple of attorneys and the attorneys will tell them, no, you can't do that. That's illegal, immoral and fattening. You can't Mm -hmm. do that. But uh, you just didn't, I don't know if you got lucky finding this one attorney um, or you just, you talked to a bunch and you didn't take no for an answer you, until you found one that would help you with this deal. Well, I have I have two attorneys. One of them I use for just straight wholesale deals. Uh-huh. But this particular attorney, I use him for the creative, more creative deals because he's well versed in them. Yeah. And he will help you stra- you know, strategize on well, you can't mm. do it this way, but you can do it this way. You know. Nice. So, and how did you find those two attorneys? The um, one I found at the RIA, the one with the creative deal structure, I found him at my local RIA. So I definitely advise everybody to yeah. go to your RIA and talk yep. to people. Like, yeah. that's one thing about me. I'm not afraid to talk to anyone. Like, I will go and talk and I will ask questions and I will be in your face. And because you have the answers that I need to take my business to the next level. So I'm going to be in your face. So um, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's one thing um, I found him there. And the other one I found in, in one of the um, wholesale groups. Yeah. I just asked, you know, that's when I first started. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. Like like one of the wholesaling Facebook groups or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Like there's, I, I always recommend to folks to go to your local RIAs, number one. Number two, there's like three or four really big wholesaling Facebook groups. Go to those. There's Wholesaling Inc., Wholesaling Houses Full-Time, Wholesaling Houses Elite. Mm-hmm. Max Maxwell's an amazing guy. And there's a lot of people in those groups, and there's a few more too, that um, – can recommend attorneys or title companies or whatever, mm-hmm. hard money lenders, transactional funding. And so you can go to those groups and do a search in the search bar for whatever city or state that you're in. Yeah. And like you could do a search for uh, Carolina attorney Yeah. and you'll find all the posts where people ask the same question or, you know, you'll find other. The other site I want to recommend to folks is uh, bigger pockets. Bigger pockets is a great place to go to find uh, recommendations uh, for people that can help you that are from your city. Cool. By the way, I was just playing with um, 
a website called Moon Clerk. If and you are just Google it, Moon Clerk, M-O-O-N Clerk, C-L-E-R-K, and it connects with Stripe, and it's really cheap. But you can collect rent from your tenants using credit cards using Moon Clerk. Oh. So Moon Clerk is a thing that kind of attaches onto Stripe. Okay. And it's really, really cheap. Any of you all thinking about that? But I was just looking at this yesterday. And one of the cool things about it is you can collect rents by credit card and or by ACH. So directly from their checking account, oh. which sometimes is good because you can set it up where um, they can pay on the days that they get paid from their oh, employer, I like right? It. Yeah. Mm. All right. How did you advertise the lease option? What, what did you do there? Um, Facebook marketplace. Ah, cool. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you do signs or Craigslist? No. no. Wow. So did you advertise it as a lease option on Facebook? Marketplace? No, because remember, um, remember when it first started, I didn't know anything about that. It was supposed to be a typical wholesale deal. So, um, when they initially came out, it was supposed to be, I was supposed to be wholesaling it. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah. So when she came, they they liked the house. They didn't really care how they purchased the house. They just wanted the house. Yeah. You know they they liked it. They wanted it. So, and then I you know I wouldn't explain anything to them about you know a wholesale. Did you know they were just coming in as a buyer. Period. Yeah. So you know once my attorney wrote up the paperwork, then I sat down with her at that time and went over the contract. Um, you know, with her, the terms and everything. Good. And, you know, that, that was it. Do you suggest working with a realtor? What do you recommend, Shanika? I will if I happen to come across one that I can work with. But so far, I haven't. But I'm not opposed to it, but I just haven't. Yeah. I, you know, it's, if you can, great. Um, if, you're, if you're doing a ton of lease options, I'd recommend hiring a realtor to help you find tenant buyers and advertise and market the home. Where can people follow you at? Um, my, my page, you know, my private, you know, my Facebook page, uh, Sister Shanika. I also just started this really cool group. It's called Real Estate Investing A to Z with the, the dash in the, we've only been up a week and we already have 4.6 thousand people in our group. Real it's estate. really cool. It's growing really fast. And, um, Come on over to our group. Okay, so go to Facebook, do a search for real estate investing A to Z, put in a request to join. If you're a spammer, don't even request no. to join. <laughs> right. Just go home, do something else. <laughs> right. So, thank you everybody for being on the uh, the show. Thank you, Shanika, so much for thank sharing for this stuff. I, I know you've inspired some people. And uh, it's all about keeping it simple, answering the phones. I think another big takeaway is go to your local RIAs, start networking, start flapping your lips, yes. find people that are doing deals, find out who they're using for title company attorneys or whatnot. Be persistent. Um, what else? Patient. Yep. Be patient, patient, consistent, answer the phone. Did I already say that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> any, any final words of advice, Shanika? Um, I would say definitely um, invest in your education. Um, I purchased, like I said, I purchased a course. I believe in, you know, YouTube is out there. I don't knock YouTube, but um, I, I tend to want to try to avoid all of the noise and trying to piece stuff together. I would just simply buy the course, 
learn a material and execute on it. Great advice. Great advice. All right, Shanika, thank you again, guys. If you want to get on her Facebook group, just go to Facebook, do a search for real estate investing A to Z, check it out and uh, you'll be glad you did. All right. Thanks everybody. Thanks again, Shanika. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it's, you. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.